You're listening to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardee. I'm a spiritual life and business mentor, helping you create a life of freedom and purpose. On this podcast, we chat all things mindset, spirituality, and entrepreneurship. My job is to teach you how to believe in yourself, connect to yourself spiritually, and go after your big dreams. Girl, let's do the damn thing. This episode is sponsored by Podcorn. I know so many of you are entrepreneurs and have your own podcasts, and I'm always getting asked about monetizing. I've been personally using Podcorn for about a year to find podcast sponsorships that line up with my brand message. It's super easy to use, and there are so many different options available. So if you have a podcast, you're going to find sponsorship opportunities that make sense for your listeners. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities, such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there's no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. The Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when we monetize. Click the link in my show notes to sign up for Podcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities right away. Hey guys, welcome back to the Canon Confidence Podcast. Your host here, Leah. Hope you're doing well and very excited to bring you something a little different today. So I recently started up a new live series inside a Facebook group, which uh, the Facebook group is called That Zen Life. And the live series is called Soul Talk Sundays. So every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, I'm hopping on a live. We're talking about mindfulness. We're talking about meditation. We're talking about spiritual teachings and lessons through that, connecting to the soul, doing soul work, all of those amazing things. And I have the link to that in the show notes, but today's episode is actually pulled from the first recording of the Soul Talk Sunday series. So if you'll tune in, um, I'm getting a little vulnerable about my experience coming from Christianity and getting into spirituality, which is, it's been a while now, but I kind of share that. We share mindfulness and some teachings from the Bible. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If it speaks to you in any way, if you enjoy it, go ahead and share with a friend, share on your Instagram story, tag me in it. I so appreciate you guys helping me spread the word. Okay, tune in and I will chat with you guys very soon. First thing I want to say is uh, this is scary for me and that's a little different because I've been, you know, doing live videos and having my podcast and doing interviews and all of these things for almost two years now. So... I'm not normally nervous, but here's what's interesting. I have been called to do a Sunday morning uh, series, essentially, for a long, long, long time. Um, when I started my business, Candid Confidence, the idea was I wanted to help women grow their confidence, right? And touch on spirituality and those type of things too, um, but I was very afraid to do the spirituality part, right? I didn't quite know what that meant, but I knew that God was going to be the center of my business. I knew that I wanted to incorporate that, but I was afraid. I was afraid if I, I was, I was so lost with being raised Christian, um, with very open-minded parents. However, being around a lot of friends as I was growing up and just hearing a lot of messages of, you need to believe this exact set of things, this way that we interpret the Bible, 
or else you're going to be in trouble with God, right? It was, it was this fear-based thing. And I saw a lot of friends, you know, be turned away from God because of the way that that was set up and because of the religious structure around it. And so I was afraid because in the beginning, you know, of course I wanted everyone to, uh, like my business, like me. I was afraid to alienate people. I was afraid to really stand my ground. So coming from a Christian perspective, I was afraid how how to talk about it, um, how to talk about it the way that I really feel. I've, I've always been afraid to do that because I feel like we're supposed to tiptoe, right? We're supposed to tiptoe in culture. Uh, there's all these different ways that we do this. So we're not offending anybody and so that everyone likes us and we're accepted and nobody's triggered and all of these things. So I essentially have been tiptoeing a lot uh, in my business. And I think over the past two years, I've broken through so many barriers of becoming more of myself. And my whole message of, of candid confidence is, is loving yourself for who you really are. It's tapping into your authentic inner confidence, right? But I'm now realizing how much I was holding back and how much I was tiptoeing. And um, when it came to spirituality, you know, I knew that people, some people think that that is weird or bad. Um, growing up, I thought things like astrology were like witchcraft and just were like against God. I would make God mad, right? So as I got a little bit older, I started expanding my mind a bit. I thought, hmm, is that true anymore? I don't know. And so I've been seeking the truth. I have been seeking and seeking and seeking, which is what most people do, which is how religions are formed. We, we look for those things. We almost want someone else to guide us and give us the rules and tell us what to do. And that's why we do crave structure and that's why we built societies and we look to leaders, right? It's just so natural to us. But now that I'm really getting into the whole mindfulness and really tapping into my intuition and learning to focus more on that than messages from outside of myself, I'm seeing what I believe to be the truth and that's what I really want to share. Um, it's it's my truth. It's what I believe. Um, I try to keep my mind very open. I try not to attach myself too much to beliefs uh, because simply I don't think that we know what's right or wrong. I don't think we have the bigger picture. We all come at things with our own perspective, uh, which brings me to one of the things I want to discuss, which is the Bible, right? And I've had this my big Bible for so long. Um, I've read many parts of it. I've read the New Testament, particularly. Um, there's many things in the Bible that turn people away. And I think that's because the perspective the Bible was written in. It was written thousands of years ago. I don't even know who wrote it, right? I, I don't know who, who put it together. I don't know who decided this was the truth. I really don't. Um, you know, God didn't write this, right? God spoke to people who wrote it. You know, Jesus spoke to people who wrote it. That means there was interpretation. That means there was perspective involved. So things that really turn people away, you know, things like gay marriage, um, women's rights, those are two things that, that the Bible, you know, doesn't really make the best, you know, it doesn't talk a lot about, about homosexuality in the Bible because that wasn't a big thing in the culture. You weren't allowed. Like that was not acceptable. So it's not it's not super clear because to the perspective of someone a couple thousand years ago who had God speaking to them, they filtered it through their own lens of what culture 
was. And I think it's the same with women's rights. I think a lot of women are, are confused. And I, I have been very confused by parts of the Bible where it, it implies that like women belong to men and, and all these things and women should be quiet in church and all right. And, um, and it makes you think, well, is this something I want to be a part of as a woman? But that was the interpretation of the person who wrote the Bible or that part of the Bible who was living in a culture where women didn't have rights. That was their way that they were interpreting this. And that's how I see it. Um, so I do want to talk about that. And I, I have been very afraid to talk about that. One reason is because who am I, right? I'm Leah Party. I'm a 28 year old living in Pittsburgh. I'm not a prophet or a pastor. What gives me the authority to talk about God? But here's the thing. <laughs> we're, we're all just looking at other people's um, interpretations of the Bible, right? That's what church is. It's someone else giving you their own interpretation of the Bible. And, and many times religion structures that for us. But an interesting verse that I read last night that I wanted to share um, talks about making your own interpretations. And so it says, this is the words of Jesus. Um, uh, you know, this is Corinthians um, 10, 14. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. Idolatry, not adultery, <laughs> but that too. I speak to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. And I notice there's many parts where Jesus specifically says, judge for yourselves my, my message. Don't look to a church don't look to an idol. Don't look to anyone who tries to tell you what my words mean. Judge for yourself. I thought that was fascinating because the way that we're raised in our culture is look to someone else for the answers. We're not taught to trust ourselves. We don't, we're afraid to trust ourselves. And so that for me has held me back from sharing messages I want to share. Um, being afraid of, of, can I trust my own interpretations of the Bible? For one, they're not, my interpretations are not the ultimate truth. It, again, though, Jesus wants us to interpret messages for ourselves. And I have to trust myself that if I feel so called to share these things, that it's okay, that it's safe. You know, um, we're all just humans. We're all just, anyone who's speaking on spirituality is, is just giving their own, their own ideas of it, right? Um, but I've been afraid of offending Christians, people who are specifically like following the Christian religion, which really gives you its interpretation of the Bible. And it's, it takes out certain parts and makes that the big thing. And then other parts are not spoken about. So that's where I've been holding back, but... I, I'm not holding back anymore. I'm ready to just speak my truth. And if something triggers you, if something offends you, make a note of it. Come, go look at that on your own and think, hmm, what, what triggered me? What was this rubbing up against? What fear do I have of my own? You know, am I afraid to trust myself? Um, it, it's, it's also confusing with with the Bible and Christianity, and I speak mostly of Christianity because 65% of Americans, that's what we know and we're raised with and believe. Um, I think a lot of religions ultimately say the same thing, but again, with different interpretations, right? And so the Bible almost speaks of God as if it's outside of us, but then other parts of the Bible speak of God as if it's inside of us. 
once again, it's up to us to interpret. But I think we're so used to looking to leaders and almost looking to idols and looking to someone else that we think of God as this outside of us thing that we must ask for guidance and we must pray for forgiveness so that he up there in heaven won't send us to hell, right? And my interpretation is that God is within us, is that we have Holy Spirit within us, all of us, and we can all tap into that. And that's where intuition is, and that's where guidance is. And it's funny because I feel like when I talk about getting messages from God, people think I'm crazy, right? People are like, okay, you know, Leah, like really, I think we all get messages from God. I think that most of us have so much overthinking going on that we can't even interpret it. Um, or we're afraid to trust our intuition. So we don't follow it. But I think that's how God speaks to us is within. You know, I mean, how did God tell the Virgin Mary that what was going on with her, right? How she became impregnated and what she needed to do. Wasn't it like an angel came to her in a dream? And then she just followed her, she just trusted herself. You know, I think we expect God, we want God to like show up and like tell us, you know, and do this crazy message to us and like leave us like writing in the sky that gives us guidance. And like, what if, what if all we need to do is tap into this and that's our intuition. And so no matter what religion you are, or if you don't have a religion at all, it's still in here, right? A religion has been a way that we have tried to explain that feeling and tried to explain that guidance. And I think in the Christian Bible, that was by saying there's this outer force, this man, and this is what he wants us to do. That was how people were explaining it. Um, so it can be, it can be triggering. And for me, this, this stuff, I was afraid to think about this. I was afraid to research this. You know, just recently I, I, um, I became interested in the word Zen and I thought, hmm, okay, let's look at the word Zen. I'm like, Ooh, this is like a Buddhist thing. Like, I don't know if I should be talking. I don't know if I should be looking into other religions. Like, will God be mad? But that's because of conditioning, right? Is that the ultimate truth? We don't know. And there's other parts of the Bible that, to me, really point to, um, and I believe it's also in Corinthians, it really, it almost says, like, Jesus is saying, don't make this into a religion. Like, this is, <laughs> doesn't need to have rules and some person telling you, I mean, it says two or three prophets should speak and the others should weigh carefully on what is said in terms of how we should spread Jesus's message we do it a little differently where we look at a specific set of rules for religion and have to follow them to a T and we're taught to be afraid to think outside of that box by, by people who just want the best for their children and want to raise them in a way that they feel will send their child to heaven, right? It's not like, it's not meant to be dangerous. Um, yeah, and, and it's just... This is what I this is what I want to share. This is going to be a, a Sunday morning series every Sunday at eleven a.m. I've been afraid that that would like offend God and people and Christians and who is Leah to do this, but I'm going to do this. So, what I wanted to touch on today and what I shared that we would talk about is mindfulness. And what mindfulness is is basically a way of life. Uh, it doesn't have to be a way of life, but like Zen is the way of life of mindfulness, right? But but it's the essentially letting go of thinking 
and making and, and living in flow where you're following your intuition. And letting go of thinking sounds crazy because all we do all day long is think. But what if we didn't? So when I talk about the ego, the ego is the illusionary sense of self. It's the part of us in our mind that says, this person did me wrong. This is mine. Nobody else gets to have it. I want that. I want this. I want more and more and more. The, those people are laughing at me and, and, and I'm embarrassing myself. It's all this like me, 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 right? Um, and I'm actually starting to wonder, you know, that voice that guides us astray, right? It's the voice that separates us from other humans. The voice that says, no, 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 no my religion is right, theirs is wrong, right? It wants to always prove that we're right. It makes it very difficult to admit anything else. Um, I'm starting to wonder if in the Bible, it was interpreted as the devil. Is the devil the ego? Was that their way of interpreting it? I don't know, but it seems to be a similar thing. That's the voice that leads you astray. When you have in your heart something you've been wanting to do, like me coming on here and sharing this, there was a voice in my head saying, don't you do this, Leah. People are going to make fun of you. People are going to say, this is wrong. You're a witch, right? Like, um, it's the voice that kept me back from so much. It's the voice that has, helped, has held me back from being myself. And it's the voice that holds us all back from being ourselves. So essentially in mindfulness and in Zen living, we're learning how to identify that voice as separate from us so that we're living from our soul and from our intuition and we can tell when that voice comes up and says, I can't believe he just said that. You need to go tell him that he was wrong, right? And causes drama and like petty arguments and all the problems, right? We learn to identify that as separate from ourselves so that we don't need to listen to it and we're able to follow our intuition. And I've really tapped into this just in the past maybe four months um, although I've been meditating for two years and slowly separating myself from the ego and, and I've had several awakenings where I started really opening my perspective, uh, and shifting that. But, um, in the past four months, I just had another awakening. I started like lengthening my meditations and really practicing mindfulness throughout the day. So throughout the day, I'm in my activity. If I'm eating breakfast, I'm focusing on the taste. I'm not watching a screen, looking at my phone, or thinking about my to-do list, right? I'm mindful throughout the day. Um, I'm practicing little things like that and, and meditating extensively. And it's led me really to begin to feel separate from my thoughts. And it's, and it doesn't, you can trust that you're going to be guided. You can trust that you will not make crazy mistakes and do foolish things because you're not listening you're not listening to the worry because 80% of our thoughts research to say about 80% about of our thoughts are negative we worry a lot right we're not meant to be worrying um we don't need to worry because researchers also say 85 to 90% of the things we worry about never happen so essentially we're letting this voice up here dictate our lives Tell us you should do this. You shouldn't do that. We'll be mad if you do this. People expect this of you, Leah. You better show up the way they expect you to. That voice, whatever you want to call it, ego, devil, whatever, um, that's leading us astray, it's essentially making us worry about things that never happen. And it's a waste of time. And people who have learned this, who have become enlightened, 
who have tapped into following their intuition, have done remarkable things in their lives, have lived in happier ways, have done whatever they needed to do because they just were in flow, trusting. And this is why Jesus says, look at the, look at the flowers, look at the birds. They're not worrying. This is my interpretation of the, not, this is not the exact phrase, it's my interpretation. They just live. They just trust themselves. They, they know they will be fed. They know they will f figure out what to do. They aren't sitting around worrying. We create so much drama by the incessant thoughts that we, that we listen to. And when I started meditating, once again, I was afraid that God would be mad. I thought, this is like a devil thing. This is like a spiritual, like witchcraft thing. But I felt called to it, so I started doing it. And you know what happened the next time I opened my Bible? I saw the word meditation. I thought, oh, I wonder where else that is in here. And it's throughout the Bible. Because people were meditating in biblical days, and it's often how they received messages from God. But if we did that nowadays, this is where things are so crazy to me. Nowadays, if people talk about this in regular life, like if you went into the office on Monday and someone was like, yeah, I went to meditate on the, in the field today and God spoke to me, people would be like, oh my God, you need to go to the loony bin. Like get your crazy ass out of here, right? Yet those same people want you to live by a rigid structure of rules often dictated by Christianity. We pick and choose what parts of the Bible we stand by. And there's parts of the Bible that very clearly say, don't do that. So where does it come? Where does it go? Right? I have been searching for the answers and the truth. I have been wanting to find out what is God? What is it? Is it this? Is it that? And what I've been led to realize is that it's within us and it may be outside of us. And maybe there isn't an ultimate truth that anyone's ever going to find. And that's what faith is, right? Maybe right and wrong aren't always what they seem because we all have our own perceptions of right and wrong. So while we're all so busy trying to tell other people how to live their lives and judging each other, what if we let go of that and decided we don't know what's right and wrong for them? Let's focus on us and our inner guidance and becoming the light that we are meant to be and living the life that we feel guided to live, a spiritual life, a life guided by Jesus and other, other enlightened um, prophets of, of time, Buddha, you know, following the similar teachings of, of them, the way that we see fit and let others see us doing that. And if it registers with them, great. If not, great. Right? I'm not here to tell you that this way that I'm speaking of is the ultimate truth. I don't know that there is an ultimate truth. I don't know that there's a best way to live. Right? But I want to share my perspectives because these conversations are difficult to have. We shy away from them because we tiptoe. We don't want to offend anybody. Uh, once again, our ego makes us feel like we're right. So we, we tend to become very defensive when we're faced with someone else's opinion that differs from ours. We get mad and we want to defend our position and we want to fight for what we believe in. Even over stupid shit, start to notice this in your life. When are you getting defensive because you think you're right about a memory that happened 10 years ago and your husband thinks it happened a different way, right? Notice that. Is that necessary? And in mindfulness, the answer would be no, it's not necessary. We don't need to always be proving that we're right. That's the illusionary sense of self. 
we can let go of that and just live and be in flow and trust ourselves. And so a lot of people are on the internet teaching be yourself, but here's the problem. We look at those people and we almost idolize them. We see them on a pedestal, right? And we start to try to be like them. They're teaching us to follow our intuition and be ourselves, but we're seeing, we're so programmed to look to outside forces that we look to them. And we say, well, okay, but subconsciously we start to be more like them. So being yourself involves keeping an open mind, being really careful when you start to think of a book, a teaching of someone, an interpretation of someone else's teachings, right? Just, just be open-minded with it. Allow yourself to look at different sides of it. Remind yourself, like I have to remind myself if I'm, you know, Eckhart Tolle is someone that I kind of do idolize. I read his books and I find them extremely profound, but I have to remind myself that he isn't God, right? He's just another person interpreting the Bible and other teachings from other religions too. And I have to remind myself not to 100% align with that. At the end of the day, we have to go back in here and look for that truth. So how do we get to a point where we start to separate ourselves from that ego voice that's like leading us astray? And that's largely done through meditation. Um, although it doesn't always have to be meditating, like sitting like this with your eyes closed and like practice, what you would be doing is practicing letting your thoughts go. So you'd be practicing having thought, you're, you're gonna have thoughts, Naturally, what we do is we make them into a story. We start to overthink and we start saying, oh, what if that happens tomorrow? Shoot, but what is my boss gonna be mad? But what is like so-and-so gonna think about this? We get into a story. What we do in meditation is we practice having that thought and letting it go. And then we go back to just focusing on our breathing and focusing on our being and our soul. And when a thought comes up again, we practice as soon as we can identify that we're thinking, we gently let it go start to make that separation and you're training your brain to follow your intuition and you will become happier you will become less stressed less anxious more free-spirited you'll make better choices more decisive action versus overthinking things so welcome to that zen life i'm so happy to have you if you're not in the facebook group join us it's called that zen life um, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, I'm going to go live in that group and we're going to do this. We're going to have a talk. I'm going to share some, some teachings from different, different teachers, um, different interpretations of different spiritual messages and just share some guidance and then we'll do a meditation together. And I hope that you'll join me each week. The replays are also going to be available. Once you learn that you can tap into the space of inner bliss. It's peace of mind. And so many teachings in the Bible point to this. It's how I interpret it. Um, I'd love to share more of that with you guys and I absolutely will, but this is, this is the way and the truth and the inner guidance and the freedom. And I'm so excited to be sharing that with you guys. So I love you so much. Have a beautiful Sunday and I will talk to you very soon.